Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. This morning, I want to take part B of the message we started last night. Last night being part A. Now, it's the people who missed last night who are quiet. Because they don't know where to start. While other people are excited about part B, they are wondering, ah, what is part A? What message? Was there a message? Last night, was there a night? We had Christmas Eve celebration. It was so beautiful. It was so lovely. It was amazing. I think more than 20 people got saved. Yeah. And so our theme yesterday and this morning is a candle in the dark. And we are basing it on when Jesus came and the place he chose to stay. Matthew 4, 13 to 16. And then we will, we will orient or reorient Matthew 4, 13 to 16. And, ha- and leaving Nazareth, can we read together? And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum. Now, that word brings up all sorts of pronunciation challenges. So you have to choose the one that makes you sound the most hip and stick with it. Okay. Now, Capernaum is not one of the good ones. Yeah. even worse I will not go there so it went in Capernaum it's an A-U-M Neam, okay, you see that you see, we have to teach everything including pronunciations yeah otherwise, otherwise Neam, I don't see an I, no thank you Lord <clears throat> which is by the sea and those of you, are, look even if you've managed to be unhappy for 51 Sundays. Oh, this one, because it's Christmas, smile, laugh a little bit, be as if huh? you are in church. Okay, let's go. Which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali. I'm not hearing you. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. So for those who are here for part A, can we bring up to speed those who are not here? But you tell me the thing that was most outstanding. I know Mrs. Quaker is ready. Huh? I am light. <laughs> That's brief. And too, 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 too to the point that 
people will start looking at the Jesus came, he was the light. So when we received Jesus, he passed that responsibility to us. So we too are also the light. So where we are, we must be the light. You should be preaching soon. Yeah. Anyone else wants to help our friends who may have missed? You see, now if you want to participate in this particular thing, you don't sit up on the gallery because by the time I throw the microphone, uh-huh. We don't fear the darkness and we don't hide from the darkness because we are the light that Jesus has sent out to the darkness. Hey, we don't fear, we don't hide, we are the light. Uh-huh. Light brings color, so we bring color to other people's lives in different ways. Hey, Bridget, come on now, light. Light creates speed. That's why it is you drive faster during day than night, which means because I am light, when I enter a space, I create speed. Wow. I have more hands. Mm. This is a collaborative sermon if you've never been to one. So in, in a dark room, the absence of light doesn't mean there are no things in the room. When the light is turned on, it reveals what's in the room. So that's what light does. The light does not create what is in the room. It simply reveals it. Uh We were once darkness, but we are now light. So we should walk as children of light. Wow. We were once darkness. We are now light. Uh The world started with a big bang, which was light. Is light. I don't remember that in the in the in the in the message. <laughs> I hear the world started with a big bang. The problem is, yeah? revelation. Now, what the thing that banged? Where did it come from? <laughs> what a shock! I think when you preach, different people hear different things. First John, First John 1.5 says, this is a message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is not darkness at all. God is light. Revelation 21.23 read and saw that the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine. I don't hear you. For in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. The Lamb is its light. So as believers, it's not too hard for us to believe that God is light. Christ is light. But when we think about Christmas, we are thinking that the light of God has come. John writes and says that the, and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it or did not overcome it. That's John chapter 1, right? Verse 5. Now, the harder part to believe is that the light didn't end with Jesus. 
That's the harder. The easier part to believe is that he is the light and we are in him and we are in the light. The harder part to believe which we must believe is that he did not, the light didn't stop with him. Because if you check around in this room and you're looking for someone with an identity card whose name is Jesus Christ, ID number what, you will not find them. And yet the light continues. How is that possible? He says in Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. A city on it cannot be hidden. You are the light. You're not just in the light. You are the light. And it says in Ephesians 5.8, for you were once darkness, but now you are light. In the Lord, walk as children of the, of the light. You were once darkness, but now you are light. So, Jesus is not selfish. He doesn't keep good things to himself. Everything that he is, he wants us to become. Seeing that he is the light, he is light, when we come to him and we get born again, we take on the same nature. We too become light. Okay? Ah. Uh, now, of course, there are people who are like, but if we switch off, we don't see you shining. Light is not Vitala. Yeah, thank you. Light is word. Light is revelation. Isaiah 60 writes and says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He's not talking about morning, that a.m., the sun is rising. No. It's your revelation, your illumination, your awareness of the God life has come. Now, where does the revelation come from? Where, where does the light come from? The light comes from the word of God. The Bible declares that the entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. That verse is about to show up uh, by, by the masses of God. <clears throat> the entrance, yeah, those who know where it is, you shout it out so that we find it quicker. The entrance of your word, it's in the book of Psalms, brings light there it is, 119-130. And gives understanding to the simple. I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere. You just have to stay with me. If you lose me even a few seconds, by the time you rejoin, we'll be somewhere else. So the entrance of your words brings light and gives understanding to the simple. Now watch this. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word... And the word was with God. And the word was God. Okay. And who is the word? Jesus. And says, through him, all things were made. 
and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness. And the, the life of Jesus, who is the word, is the light. So if you have Jesus, you are a carrier of light because you are a carrier of the word. Are we going somewhere? First Peter chapter 1 verse 23 says having been born again not of corruptible seed but incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever. That's what makes us light. Now all of this is introduction to what I want to really say. But without this, the other part won't make sense. Or you will think it's making sense until you try it out. You know there are things you think you have understood until you try it out like marriage. Yeah. You attend one, two seminars on marriage and you're like, I get it. And it's okay, now come. Walk down the aisle. And then when you get there, realize the staff in the seminar did not address 2%. Hey. Why are some people not excited? And moreover, we are introducing. Now when we start, what a shock. Now, the, the reason I'm going all this way is because at the end of the day, you are the candle in the dark. You are the light. And you're not going to just know it up here. You're going back home today, this week, next year, among your people, among your workmates, in your city, in your neighborhood, and you're going to try and live out this thing called being the light. The way Jesus did it. Now, if your roots are not deep enough as to how it came about, you'll be like, but wait a moment. Even me, I don't understand how I should be the light. Ah, everyone should take care of themselves. No, no, no. So you have to understand how it comes about. Amen. And we said light reveals things. Light does not create things. It simply reveals things and it enables you to see things that were always there. So for example, if you are in Christ, one of the things you have in abundance is joy. Oh yeah. Uncontainable joy. But without light, you can live a moody life. While loaded with joy. I know there are very few people here who do plumbing. So I have to educate you about some stuff. There are things called valves. Hmm? They work in your tap. Okay. Now, in, in a typical 
water supply design, if you're connected to the mains, the mains is the supply from national water if you're in Uganda. But when you hear mains, that's what they mean. It's not the, it's not the main course. If you're connected to the mains, when the water comes, it goes through the metered part of the pipe, and then you're supposed to have an overhead supply tank. Why? Because it does not always flow, at least in some parts of the world. So when it goes to the overhead tank, then from the overhead tank, using gravity flow, the water is then distributed to the rest of the house. Up to this point, I'm making sense. Now, you, you have to have your valves open for the, for the mains to supply your overhead tank. Usually, it's open if it's aligned with the, with the pipe. You'll find it. If you go home today and you look around, you'll find it. And if you turn it and it's 90 degrees with the pipe, you've actually closed. Okay? Now, that's the supply. Now, the pipe that supplies the rest of the house is different from the pipe that supplies the tank. Now, that too has a valve, which also should be in I position in relation to the pipe. If it's in a T position, you've cut off. So what happens is that one of those days, people might be playing at your house like on Christmas afternoon. Hide and seek. And what? And then they find that mechanism and they think, this is nice. So they turn. Then people go to the toilet. And as they go and keep flashing, nothing is coming out. As in, of the cistern. <laughs> Yeah, something came out of all the other parts, but nothing is coming out of the system. Just air. And then you start having a water crisis on Christmas Day. Now, because on Christmas Day, with the permission of Dr. Kasenene, everyone eats at, at least twice what they normally eat, the toilet becomes a critical office. Now, you'll be there calling national water. What's going on? We don't have water. You have a full tank of water in uh, uh, reservoir water, but someone turned off the supply. Now, that's the state of many Christians. A full tank of peace the valve is in the T position. A full tank of financial supply. But the valve is in the T position. A full tank of... Why are you pretending to not know what else it is that you have? Joy, love, peace, patience. Those sound like sisters' names, eh? <coughs> Mercy, <clears throat> grace, <clears throat> no, 
no, long suffering is not a good name to give it. So you have a full tank of that, but the thing is in the tip. And what you need is revelation. That this thing should be like this. And the moment you turn it on, water starts to flow. Am I making sense? So light reveals things. Light gives direction. Light enables you to see more, to study Light brings color. Someone talks about it. And beauty. Amen. Light creates speed. The darker it is, the harder it is to move. Have you ever tried going up or down a staircase when the lights are off? How quick were you? And how confident were you? Light brings confidence. Yeah, you try going up a staircase and you switch off the light. You'll be feeling your way around and you'll not do it as quickly as you would if the light was on. Wow. Light gives life and light leads to growth. Are you with me? Thus far we are together. All of this was take us to the fact that Matthew was quoting Isaiah. And so in Isaiah chapter 9 verses 1 to 7 says, nevertheless the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed as when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death upon them a light has shined in other words these people who lived in darkness oppressed when Jesus moved into the neighborhood light had moved into the neighborhood that's amazing. Now, what's even more amazing is that when you move into the neighborhood, light has moved into the neighborhood. Oh, yes. You know, you might not be a very spiritually aware person. You can be spiritual, but not spiritually aware. Every person is spiritual. But not every person is spiritually aware. But you may not know that there are things that are happening near where you live just because you live there. Yeah. <laughs> Life is more spiritual than you think it is. There are things that happen to your friends just because they are your friends. Good things. Because unlike the religion you picked up as you grew up that told you that God is limited. I'm telling you of a faith where the one who came distributed himself among us. Okay. 
I, I, I think we need to go home. People are looking at me with suspicion. I'm saying the one who came distributed himself among us by the Holy Spirit. That's why he says the things I do, you will do them and greater works than this you will do. And before doing, he first made sure we became that which he was, children of God. Amen. Amen. Please do not be resistant to the idea that when you move into the neighborhood, the light has moved into the neighborhood. Because that's exactly the truth. That when you joined the company, you thought you were seeking a job, Kumbe, you were taking light. That when you, you married or were married into a family, you thought you were gaining a spouse, and God's plan was that you were taking light. Oh, yes. And the devil will stop at nothing to convince you that no, you didn't take any light there. You are. No, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. You are the light of the world. The same way Jesus moved into Capernaum and the people who dwelt in darkness there, they say of them, have what? Seen a great light. I want us to go from this Christmas service with the awareness that the principle has not changed. When you married into that family, light came. When you got that job, light came. When you met those friends, light. I hope that among your friends, you are light and not darkness. Because it said that you were once darkness, but now you are light. You know, there are some friends who are darkness. They find you, you're living your life pursuing God, reading your Bible, what then they say, try and smoke this thing. It will make you feel better. And after you've smoked it, you feel better for a few seconds. And then you feel terrible for the next two days. And then you need more of it. And before you know it, you are in rehab. Because a carrier of darkness came to you. But for you, you are a carrier of light. Ah. People want us to talk about the baby in the manger. Ah. I, I'm going to stick with this one. You were there keeping yourself pure so that you can be married and you give yourself to one person and then someone came and told you ah, come let's go I have progi there are some friends Ah, by the time you were done you had lost uh, 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 yeah far from you you, you, you get what I'm saying because the same principle God uses is the same thing that devil copies. 
God changes people's lives by bringing people into their lives. And the devil destroys people's lives by bringing people into their lives. Shout, I'm the light. So when Jesus moved into the neighborhood, blind people were seeing. Lame people were walking. Hungry people were feeding. Oh, by the way, thank you for your Christmas hamper gifts. We didn't hit our target all together, but I think we got how many hampers? 450 hampers. So 450 families received Christmas because of your generosity. I've been getting stories, eh? uh, reports from the people who are doing the distribution of tears, cries, oh my God, ululations, what kind of people are these? Is this a church? Yeah. Because you moved into the neighborhood with your package. You may not have gone, but you sent a bit of yourself. So thank you so much. So when Jesus moved into the neighborhood, people who were hungry had food. At one point, you, you have you ever had a party for 5,000 people? Oh yeah, that's Jesus' kind of party. 5K and you take away leftovers. <clears throat> yeah. Tired people were energized. Depressed people were, were received joy. Demon oppressed people like Mary Magdalene were set free because they had moved. Now it has not changed. Same with you. The people who dwelt in darkness, I don't know what village you come from or what town or what neighborhood, but I can be sure there is some darkness there. There are lost people there. There are people there trying to solve spiritual problems with physical things like smokes, drinks, and eats, and it does not work. There are people who need to go to school next year, and they don't know if they will go. But thankfully, you've moved into the neighborhood. Amen. The principle hasn't changed. We are the light carriers, and when we move into the neighborhood, ah, but you know how we bring that light? We bring that light by the word of God. By sharing with them the goodness of our God and what he has done. Amen. I'm still with Isaiah. Are you with me? He said in verse 3. Now we are, we are, I'm going to tell you about eight things that a candle in the dark can do. Eight things that you can do as a candle in the dark. Are you ready for them? Let's read verse 3 and I'll tell you the related thing. It says, you have multiplied the nation and increase its joy they rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil the first thing is a candle in the dark will multiply the nation that's through evangelism and discipleship to be proper light to be a proper candle in the dark you can't live a solo Christian life you cannot be running solo Christian ministries internal internal yeah you you got saved to get saved yeah other people it, you don't care no that, that's is that the life of jesus 
what did Jesus do when he went to, to Galilee, to Capernaum and all those places? What did he do? He started to invite men and women who became his disciples. He had 12 apostles. Now I'm teaching. He had 12 apostles, right? Luke chapter 6. And in Luke chapter 10, he says he sent 70 others. No, 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 leave, leave it there. 70 others of his disciples. So look at your neighbor and ask, do you have your 12 and 70? That's, that's how you start. You multiply the nation. 12, 70. You will never be like Christ if you don't make disciples. You can spiritualize it. Thou canst, canst speak in only KJV English to the end that thou mayest impress us and causest us not to ask thee important questions that pertain to thy own faith like wither at thy disciples. <laughs> For ye wist not that we know that thou hidest under thy language the fact that thou art disobedient to the great command of making disciples. A candle in the dark multiplies. Do you know how we can get everyone in the world saved? It's not by having super evangelists like Billy Graham. Because those, all they do is addition. How we can get the whole world saved is everyone obeying the command of Jesus and making disciples. Do you know that if you disciple 10 people and they each disciple 10 people and they each disciple 10 people and they each disciple 10 people four layers only you would be reaching 10,000 people and you may not even need to quit your job to disciple 10 people no not may you don't need a candle in the dark is this Christmas Day? Yes. Are we talking about Jesus who came yes. as a candle in the dark? Yes. Multiple. Look, take me to Isaiah. He says, you have multiplied the nation. Oh, yes. How do you multiply the nation? Discipleship. Discipleship. God told Abraham, I will make you a great nation. And you know, you, are you a child of Abraham? <clears throat> Can I tell you what God is telling you right now if you're obedient to this word? I will make you a great nation. God can make you a great nation. Yeah. You disciple ten, they disciple ten, they disciple ten, they disciple ten thousand is a nation already. 
Yeah, there are countries that have like 20,000 people and it's even represented in the United Nations. Oh yeah, like Andorra or one of those. So for you, if you have... Now, if those disciples ten, that's 100,000. You are definitely a nation, but spiritual. You don't go around demanding for, pro, for boundaries and, and creating military units. No, this is spiritual. Like Jesus... Jesus, Jesus' nation is made up of billions now. How did he do it? He discipled people. He multiplied them. This coming year is a year of fruitfulness. And if there is anything you're going to hear from me, and until you decide whether you want to be my friend or not, <clears throat> it is going to be discipleship. I'll reach a point where when I greet you, I come and say, discipleship. Name them. And then you have to tell me, you know, like Jesus, he names them. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Bartholomew, Thaddeus, Thomas, Judas, Judas, etc. Yeah, that's going to be the modus operandi. 2023, if you don't want to be asked about your disciples, don't greet me. When I come these ends, you go these ends. When I go like that, you go like that. Yeah. Are we, are we, we have clapped each other. Because a candle in the dark multiplies the nation. And at this point, I would like to celebrate all our missional community leaders and our zonal pastors. And the location pastors and network leaders for a job well done. Thank you for multiplying the nation. It's the most important thing you'll ever do with your life when you decide to help another person get to know God better. Eh, one point is taking the whole morning. The second point, a candle in the dark will increase the joy of harvest. The joy of harvest. How does the joy of harvest come about? Through evangelism. The Bible declares in the book of Luke, when one person turns to the Lord, there is great joy, celebration in heaven. In Acts chapter 7, I believe it is this time. Philip went down to Samaria. They're about to show us the verse. Philip went down to Samaria and preached in that city. And people got saved. And the last part of that portion of scripture says, and there was great joy. It's eight, okay. There was great joy in that city. Why was there great joy in that city? Because people were getting saved because of the message, because of the preaching of the gospel. If you want to generate joy, do evangelism. In fact, a church that doesn't do evangelism is not a joyful church. Yeah, that's why here we are happy people. Because we believe in people getting saved. It's salvation. There is a, the curve is directly proportional. The higher the evangelism, the higher the joy. The less the evangelism, the less the joy, the more the focus on things that don't matter and people starting to argue about the color of the carpet. If there is one. Point three. Are, are we ready? A candle in the dark 
Now we need to first read the next verse. Verse 4. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. A candle in the dark will take away burdens. Burdens. Carriers of light destroy burdens. The Bible declares that for the yoke shall be destroyed by reason of the anointing oil. Burdens of sickness. Burdens of poverty. Burdens of depression. Burdens of oppression. Hey. I'm preaching better than you listen. People, people are, try, are trying to be quiet because they are waiting for food. Christmas. Right. This is the food. Eh? Hey. My friend. Ah, a friend of mine called Trevor. He was testifying. He had struggled a little bit with, you know, how internal alignment of things because of many challenges. And he said, but he took on a friend of his and started sharing with him the things he was learning in movers and shakers. And this person came to him and told him, Trevor, this year, what did he say? You have changed my life this year. You have changed my life. Yeah. Fellow student, you, the day someone tells you that, eh? and I'm not talking about your boyfriend, please. <laughs> Those are people that have been there. Oh, you've changed my life. They are just waiting to argue properly when, when the time comes. I'm talking about a person who was headed in the wrong direction, making bad decisions, hanging with the wrong crowd, getting beaten, losing money, and then they run into you. And you take them by the hand. And things change. They start reading. They start going to class. They start doing their assignments. They come to church. They hear the gospel. They accept Jesus. And they realize it's a whole different world. And the person told him, you have changed my life. That's the biggest testimony that will ever be given about you. When a person who is not under any oppression or any constraint, is that an English word? Duress to say so. There is no party, there is no group, there, it's not a graduation, so they have put the microphone, so they have to say something. No, they come to you just in the private moments, just you and them, and they say, you have changed my life. Yeah. You know, some of the stuff people say publicly, don't believe it. I hope you are not naive enough to believe a lot of that stuff. Hmm. People who praise you publicly can chew you in no minute if there was a problem. You, Jesus, you know, they were singing, eh? putting what? Palm, palm trees 
and clothes on the ground. Huh? What, what were they singing? Hosanna. Uh, blessed is who comes in. Two days later, crucify him. Same crowd. Same crowd. Ah, what a shock. But when someone comes to you in private and says, you know what? You changed my life. That's a testimony. That is a testimony that it shall be said about you many times over. Many times. You'll never cease to have people saying that about you constantly because you are a lifter of burdens. What was the first point? A candle in the dark does what? Multiplies the nation. Yeah. Wow. Are we paying attention? As the, the second point, a candle in the dark increases joy in harvest. And third point, a candle in the dark lifts burdens. Okay. Looks like we are about to qualify to eat Christmas. Fourth point, a candle in the dark no, this is almost similar, so I'll leave it. So I'm going to give you seven. Fifth, fourth point, a candle in the dark will do great battles. Give me verse five. Verse five, give it to me in King James Version, the authorized version appointed to be read in churches. But you, what happens to my time every Sunday? I start off with a lot of it. Let's, let's read. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Oi! What a battle. A candle in the dark does great battle. Oh yeah. You think when Jesus arrived in Capernaum, everyone, they laid out the red carpet and said, Thou art the Son of God. Well, we welcome thee. Here is the five-star hotel. The, the penthouse is yours. Uh, all expenses paid. Tell us what you want. Uh, we are told you like to make disciples. We can recruit some for you and bring them to you. And you can teach them from the hotels, hotels conference room. Uh, we already have the sound system fixed plus lighting. And in fact, if you need PowerPoint, it's already there. There's even a projector and a microphone, wireless, already ready for you to teach master. Let me tell your neighbor this phrase. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. The promised land was already occupied. Can you imagine God promises you a land flowing with milk and what? And what do you find? Giants. You're like, where is the milk and honey that was promised? Why are we seeing seven foot tall figures? You know, that's what most people are experiencing in life. They thought that life was going to be in a state of Kaserengeto. 
and they left campus waving their degrees, throwing up their hats like this, and expecting like five different organizations to be vying for them to come and work for them, and five different brothers proposing to them so that they have to choose who to get married to. And this auntie offering them a house, this uncle offering them a car, and the other... Uh, uh, someone else buying them land. And if, if, even when they drive, even the traffic disappears when they decide to drive. What a shock! <laughs> With a fueled car. My goodness. Do you know why people are sad? They had the wrong expectation of life. And so most people's sadness and anger is just a reaction of shock to it's not possible that life is this tough. But those who quickly work it out and realize, oh, it's uphill. Uphill, here we come. Uh, increase the engine capacity. Load the right fuel. Put the right tires. Get the right people on board. Let's go. You see people moving very fast and you're wondering. Eh? God, they look as if they are going downhill. No, my friend, they are going uphill. They just have something different under the bonnet. A car without an engine in the bonnet and one with a one, they look the same. Mm. And in fact, if, if we are all going downhill, the one with and the one without, you can just roll and they would all go. You only find out which one has and which doesn't when you get to the bottom of the valley and now it's time to go uphill and I'm asking you what were you told and are you angry now that it's uphill oh yes I'm telling you yeah a lot of people just cry babies thumb in the mouth huh. and you think your employer is then going to sort you my God just come to me, at least I'm your pastor, but maybe give you some couple of assignments that will make you sweat. Do you know what I found about, about life? You become intentionally tough and intentionally joyful and then enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Look, whether you're sad or happy, one day you'll die and go to heaven. So choose which one you'll be before you go. And then when you reach there, you find all the people are happy. And then you'll be annoyed if you are annoyed down here. Anyway. Ah, life can throw you lemons, eh? My goodness, some of them are bitter lemons. And you have to reconfigure, reorganize yourself, recalibrate, gather your members. Hmm? Bible says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. 
Man the fort. Which which prophet starts like that? Man the fort. Find me that verse. It's just for fun. This is fun Christmas. He who scatters has come up before your face. Man the fort. Watch the road. Strengthen your flanks. Fortify your power mightily. Hey. Malekeseba. Hey. You see how many people you think they don't have problems? My goodness. Some people, eh? If, if, if you had a, 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 an imaging thing that shows them problems they are pulling behind them, some people are, are pulling two trailers. But they are happy. I tell you, you have a kawil barrow, but you are so un... Malakayala. Hey! You people, this someone is getting sweet at the wrong time. The lunch is at four. <laughs> but for them, they are fasting even at our Quakers. You know where not to visit. A candle in the dark does great battle. Oh yes. When you find good things happening, anywhere you ever find something working, no, there was war. Eh. Eh. You find a building like this, what, what, just no. There was war in the spirit. <laughs> Don't think people came here and say, we have land, can you have it? Here is the cement. Do you want paint also? How about steel? Here is the sun. Take some tiles. Your approach to life is faulty. <laughs> That's why you are annoyed. Because you expected it to be easier. And you are even annoyed at happy people. They annoy you because they make it look easy. Man, if you sat with some people, uh, including these rumbas here, and you told them, just tell us a little bit. If I said, we need to go on a holiday to tell you. Yeah. Because their children were sicklers. They were born with sickle cells, and they have gone through a tough time to turn it around. And now they are free. But the expense, the stress. Hey. But they are still here. Yeah, many people, when they get problems, that's when their marriages end. I want to tell those of you who are married that watch out for challenges. Challenges, in, not in the marriage, in other areas, can bring you closer or they can pull you apart. But for them to bring you closer, you need to have decided ahead of time. Hey. Let me get back to my notes because the way Ruth is looking at me. Verse 6. 
verse 6. <laughs> One of these days we need to do a, a camp called Warriors Camp. Where the primary verse is Nahum chapter 1 verse 2. Man the fort. Watch the road. <laughs> hey. Do you know, I was listening to Bishop Dad this morning and he was teaching about hardness. <laughs> it was an old message. And so he was interviewing some soldiers in the British Army. And they're saying in the training, they train you to harden you. Okay? So one it's normal routine they can find you anytime and say push-ups and you have to do 45 to 50 in less than a minute okay then you can go on these treks you have to do seven miles in less than an hour carrying 50 kilograms of equipment Seven miles in less than an hour carrying 50 kgs. Yes. Those of you who have been flying around, those are two, kilo, two suitcases worth of all on you. Huh? Got three months no bathing. Oh, yes. At all, at all, at all. <laughs> I hear some people here thinking of signing up. That sounds exciting. And you can run out of rations. If you run out of rations, you can't, you can't starve to death. You eat whatever crosses your path. And you can't make a fire because it will alert the enemy. So you catch a rat, you remove the intestines, and you eat it live. Because they are harmful. Soldier's life. Porto Timothy endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There are many bad soldiers of Jesus Christ. No hardness at all. Just they break into pieces at the first touch. Ah, endure hardness. It, it has some endurance things involved. So a candle in the dark fights great battles. Men's souls are for fighting for. Okay, let's go to the good part. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Doesn't this sound like Christmas? And the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. A candle in the dark is a as a humble child. 
If you're going to be a candle in the dark, you have to come in as a humble child. Most people's impact is diminished by their lack of humility. The prouder you are, the less impact you have. Because God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. He says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. If you want to have impact, be prepared to be humble. Again, I had this from Bishop Doug because he's a doctor and I'm not. The children who, when they are being born, they are proud. They put up their heads like this. <laughs> they endanger the mother's life. It's time to come out, you, you. <laughs> to be born safely, you have to do this. Humble yourself and come out from your mother's womb. That's how you come out. Humbly. But some of these guys here. <laughs> Why are people not believing what I'm telling you? You also go and ask the doctors if, if that's not what happens. When, when a dude is supposed to come out humbly, but instead he's doing his face. Hmm. Bridge position. So, Jesus, how did he come? As a humble child. In a manger. Yeah. The cow's plate, someone was reciting a poem, poem for me yesterday, was his bed. I'm out of time. I'll give one last one. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. A candle in the dark leads to great leadership and government. Most of the good you'll ever do later on after you've done is to set up systems that sustain that good. And that is through great leadership. Are you blessed this morning? What was the first point? A candle in the dark. Multiplies the nation. The second one. I'm not hearing people. Okay, this side is number one. This side. A candle in the dark. Some of your teammates are letting you down. Let's see if this side is louder. Point two. A candle in the dark. Are we saying the same thing? Point three. A candle in the dark. Okay. They added the older points that were not in the new one. We'll take away oppression. That's one of them. We'll do great battle. Is as a child. Wonderful. Leads to great leadership. So may you be all of these things as you go out today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you stand and we pray and we go home and enjoy the rest of the Christmas. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for the life of our Lord Jesus who came as a humble child who when he moved into the neighborhood light had moved into the neighborhood may that be our legacy that wherever we've been wherever we go we shall be people who lighten people's loads who change the lives of people 
who share the word, who make disciples, who do evangelism, who, who do practical service to the community. We bless you. May your name be praised. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Even as we conclude this service, if you've never given your life to Jesus, that's the first step towards being a candle in the dark. He says, you were once darkness, but now you are light. How do you become light? By accepting Jesus. How do you accept Jesus? It's not complicated. I just want to pray with you. He says, with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. One time, I wasn't saved. I wasn't born again. I was darkness. And the person led me in a prayer of faith, and I became a Christian, a born again person. Amen. So if you're there and you want me to pray with you, I just put your hand up so I know where you are so that I can pray with you. You're like, I want to give my life to Jesus today, this Christmas day, 2022, best day to give your life to Christ. Amen. All right. Wherever you are, you come here. I want to, I want to shake your hand. Can I, anyone else? There are more people. There are more people. Amen. Thank you. More people want to... Christmas Day 2022. The day you start your walk with Jesus. Anyone else? Just put your hand up and come boldly. Welcome, my sister. She will stand with you here. Welcome, welcome. Your life will never be the same again. You shall live and not die. And with long life, he will satisfy you and show you his salvation. Whatever the enemy meant for evil. God shall turn out for good. Amen. Anyone else? You, are, you want to be a candle in the dark. Just come. Just come where I am. Just come straight. Everyone else praying. Praying, praying, praying for our friends. Even at the different locations this morning. At whatever location you're at. At a hosting center. There's a pastor at the front. They're welcoming you the way I'm welcoming people here. And today, Christmas Day, as we celebrate Jesus, is the best day to give your life. Thank you, my sister. You're welcome. Welcome, welcome. You shall be a powerful candle in the dark. I know more people are coming. Just, just come, just come. Just come. Just come. Ask, help me ask your neighbor if they want you to walk with them. Uh, sometimes people want to come, but they are thinking, mm, too many eyes. Yeah, not, not too many eyes. It's all good. Just ask your neighbor. Even if it's your spouse, find out. One time I was doing an altar call and a person on the worship team got saved. So, there is no limit to what God can do. Make no assumptions. Anyone else, you're like, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to become that candle in the dark. All right. Amen online at the locations here in the house we thank god can we give it one more minute in case someone is uh they are they are, they are gaining strength in their legs yeah they are they are gaining oh someone is on their way come come all the way welcome my sister welcome to become a powerful candle in the dark amen 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 welcome uh, can i shake your hand welcome. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Do you know that the most powerful healing evangelists in all of history, apart from Jesus, of course, 
in modern history were women. Oh yeah, they were women. The, the, the wild ones, the ones where it's like, eh, the anointing is excessive. It was women. Yeah. Catherine Coleman. Uh, Maria Woodworth Etta. Uh, Amy Semper McPherson. All women. Crazy anointing. So, why do I feel like I, uh, there is some more out there? And I don't even know why I've remembered that. Maybe it's something that God is going to be giving these people. Anyone else? We're waiting for you. We are willing to wait. It's that important. All right. Can we pray with our sisters? You just pray after me, right? Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Today, today I come to you. I come to you. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. And give me a future with you. And give me a future with you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you as my Lord I declare. I declare that you were raised from the dead. That you were raised from and you will come for me one day. That you come for me one day. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to yes. the family of God. This is Pastor Kathy. Just go with her over there. She'll take your contacts so that she can contact you. Amen. Can we celebrate them? For their bold declaration of faith. Awesome. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your kindness today as you celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus, as we reflect on the kind of life he lived as a candle in the dark, as a great light in the lands of darkness. We know you're sending us out to be great lights in places where there's oppression, where there's sickness, where there's lack where there is depression, where there is inadequacy of different things, where there is illiteracy, where there is injustice, that we will be the people that bring comfort, relief, hope, healing to our communities. We accept that call. We accept that commission because we know you have well equipped us with the light we need to shine in those spaces. Father, even as we go, I command every kind of sickness manifesting in anybody in this place to die to its root in the name of Jesus. I speak complete freedom from every kind of oppression of the mind, of the emotions, or of the spirit that you'll be free, that you'll enter 2023 free. I speak to marriages and relationships that may be strained. Father, right now, I pray that you pour oil on those linkages, on those relationships, whatever has been strained, whatever has been tight, whatever has been almost broken, I ask that you remain, that you bring together again. Thank you, Father, for your provision. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever. Amen. God bless you. Thanks so much for coming out today.
for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.